Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the godly thinking episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan, joined with Pastor Joel. Pastor Joel, what did we think about this episode? I thought it was great. I think it's probably one of our longer ones so far, but I think it might be one of our more important ones as well. So, I mean, it's, it's really so oh, much teaching so much of what, what we're trying to do and what we're trying to help people with is giving them the ability to hear from God. So it was cool to, to be able to talk about this topic. Finally, it took, almost three full seasons to get there. Yeah, man. We, there's a lot of, lot of uh, foundation that needs to be laid before mm-hmm. a lot of what we shared would even make sense to people. Yeah. So there's, you know, multiple times throughout the episode, I even referenced other episodes for people to listen to for, you know, for more background if they need it for a reminder. But that was great. This is a very, very fun topic to discuss as a, a guy who's focused on teaching and, and it's also fun just cause it, it's such a huge benefit to be able to help people learn to hear from God better. Seriously, to be able to just have those measures, you know, those proofs, those guides to really talk about how we know we're hearing from God. Right. It's just, it's good to have something <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's not just do what the Bible says. If you're not doing what the Bible says, then you're wrong. Right. And there's just, it's just full of so many contradictions. So before we get in too deep there, um, can you give us an overview of the strict or limitation side and then the loose freedom side of this argument, Pastor Joel? Sure. The strict limitation side. Mm-hmm is God speaks through the words what the Bible says through those words. And it needs to immediately make sense, which makes sense as to why so much of the encouragement when people are teaching about hearing from God is to keep reading your Bible, keep reading your Bible, keep reading your Bible, which we love that encouragement, but there is a right way to read the Bible and there's a, a, a beneficial way and a not beneficial way to read the Bible. The loose perspective is you have the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. which we've learned that really what that does is it gives people a rationalization to declare and believe that the things that God is saying to them is stuff that feels good so it's measured by feeling Mm -hmm. and this we see is facilitated through a lot of other man-made traditional beliefs like god is love as defining god's nature as love and also defining grace as unmerited favor has led people to thinking that God would never say anything that would upset them or would hurt their feelings or wouldn't just immediately make them feel good. So that would be the loose side is 
like we've seen in a lot of different topics, it's kind of this idea that it's all, it's all God's fault. It's all his responsibility. There's nothing you do. It's just, God's got to take care of you already have the mind of Christ. You're good. Hmm. So it's do follow what the Bible says to the letter, do this list or you're, you're all set. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're, you you don't need anything. You, you've got everything. You have the mind of Christ. So. Right. So, okay. We, we asked this question and you had such a, juicy dramatic pause i couldn't i i had a really hard time not giggling when you said what if someone heard from god from a tree god spoke through a tree here's what i want to know pastor joel what is your answer to that question so once i get out of my my own way and once i here's the thing shake the willies out (laughs) because here's the thing i'm i'm uh i tend to land on the skeptical side of things if you're if there's a a spectrum of pessimism to optimism i'm i'm more on the the skeptical side of that spectrum or what would be the spectrum of skepticism versus uh gullibility is that oh nice yeah I'll believe anything you say without checking, or I won't believe anything you say without checking. <laughs> I, I land on that spectrum more on the skeptical side, but I also know, and that's fine. I think we all uniquely land on it somewhere different, but I, I know that with my skepticism, I need to be open to what other people are saying to me because no one has the same thought process I do. And I have glaringly huge holes in my thought process that I don't see currently that other people can. So what you and I have learned, especially as younger pastors Mm -hmm. was this idea of having a healthy skepticism. Oh, cool. This is great. Now this could, this is something that everybody, regardless of where you land on this, on this, skeptical scale because it really is i just want to jump in i mean what we're talking about here is the scale is the strict to the the freedom side this is the limitation in the freedom side it's like healthy is is what it is like i will generally land on more of the gullible like hey man i want to let's believe you yeah Yeah. you know and you might land on more of the like that doesn't make sense at all you know like yeah it is very much a similar Mm-hmm. scale of the yeah of the limitation and the and the freedom side yeah exactly. i definitely start on the limitation side yep and i definitely start perfectly in the center with truth no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> right. no, no I, i'm on the, right. i'm on the freedom side who did you wouldn't say i say no, things hey. like that i say i'm gonna start in perfectly the center <laughs> and i was gonna say don't worry jonathan i didn't believe you anyways <laughs> <laughs> yeah there we go but regardless of where you land on this on this scale, everybody, the the truth, the conjunctive is healthy skepticism. No matter where I land, that's the right move for me to lean towards. Wherever I land, healthy skepticism. What that means is I'm going to question what and why and how you're saying whatever it is you're saying. 
That's a skeptical part, right? That's the skeptical part. Uh-huh. The healthy side is, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to answer those questions, and I will hear you. I will try to understand you. I'll uh, be yeah. open to what you're saying might be something I've never heard, but it might be right. That's cool. So you're like, it's helping them, giving them the opportunity of the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Okay. Maybe what you're saying is right. And I'm going to give you a benefit, the health, the, you know, profitability, this, yeah, this chance, this opportunity, as I ask you these questions. And it's really humility, right? And it's what cool. you mentioned in that you mentioned there's really two big things when we're dealing with this feeling of not being wrong. We don't want to be wrong. So much of our problems as humans is we put so much effort into trying not to be wrong and trying not to look wrong. And it's such a, frankly, an idiotic burden to carry because it's not <laughs> ours to carry. It's so true. And we suck at carrying it Nice, because we're wrong so often. But humility is really this the healthy side of the skepticism that with with somebody coming to me and say, hey, God was speaking to me through a tree. Once I remove the skeptic, the skepticism out of my head or not ruin, not remove it. But once I introduce the healthy side of my skepticism and introduce the humility, the way I would my first question with the person would be, what did he say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, it's such a good answer. Yeah. It's like, let's hear it. Cause really that's such a good answer. Cause here's, cause here's really what's going on in my head. Cause I mean, there's a bunch of questions I could ask, like, does the tree have a mouth? Did you see the mouth moving? What tree was it? You know, I was like, was it a maple tree, an oak tree, a pine tree? A... Was it a branch that was waving? Was it through the leaves? Was it the bark? Was it audible? Was it in your head? Right. How do you know it was a tree? How do you know it was from the tree? But none of that really matters except for my curiosity hmm. and maybe wanting to find the tree and see if I can hear something. You know? <laughs> the but I know are going to war. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Middle alert. laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I love Lord of the Rings. So, yeah. Like who knows? But in my in my faith, I know God speaks using words. And in order for me to really understand whether or not what that person heard from God, I need to know what those words are more than I need to know the, the manner in which they heard it hmm. or what the vessel was they heard it. Because honestly... I imagine there's some cultures of people who would think we're weirdos to believe that God would be speaking words to us off of a book that was written two to 6,000 years ago. Yeah, it's pretty wacky, right? Right. But God, you read this book and, and he's speaking those words that are written down in that book to you? Which version of that book, Jonathan? Mm. The New King James? It's a recent translation. The 1611 King James? 
ASV, the message, the the right. NIV, the NLT, what? Yeah, that seems weird to me. That was translated from a right. different language. Right. Why don't you learn? Why don't you learn Hebrew and Greek? Right. So that's right. For me, it's more. It's 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 more about what what did he say than it is. What was the vessel in which you heard it from? Hmm. So that would be my first question, and then we'd just go from there, and and I would just try to remain as cherishing as caring as I could to the person, as understanding as I could. Um, I don't, I don't ever have to effort my way into being skeptical or into asking the questions that um, help me understand a person. I naturally do that. What I naturally need to do is just try to try to be more understanding of people who are doing and saying and believing things that are different than me. Yeah. And I like what you were saying about the whole, this idea of let's not limit God to how he speaks. It's like, because we have the Bible in our own language, it doesn't like, does that mean that now he's not going to do a different thing than what he's done before? Or he's not going to reach us in a different method because I tell you what, I have a computer. I have a car. I have all of this new different technology. Could God lead me or get my attention through the technology that I have? Where it's like, you know, could God, could God reach me? with you know my car breaking down because it's not there's not talk there's no there's no talk about cars or computers or cell phones in the bible right so those those all of those ways would have to be out yeah but he spoke through a donkey right which is the vehicle of the day right but again now we're talking about the why you know it's like it's does it to to specifically stay on the what is God can speak through donkeys. <laughs> right. 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 To go why is God could use the vehicle or your mode of transportation to get your attention or speak to you. Right. Which is going like That's what we what did is to the why. We went right down to the why. And then what would be then the wisdom or the the uh the how the manner would what we would say what would be the doctrine what would be true in every case is god is trying to influence everyone all the time all the time yeah which he's trying pre- to give you his wisdom exactly and he's always been trying to do that throughout all of history and the manner in which that has come to people has changed yeah so the grace or the influence has changed throughout the years. It sure has. And now we're living in this time where the Holy Spirit, we, have, we all have the opportunity to hear from God through the Holy Spirit into us a time, a, a, an incredible time in the history of mankind. It really is. To be able to do this. So... Without going too far forward, how do I, so we've, what we've talked about before, let me just back up here. 
what we talked about is God speaks into the word center in my brain. And the word center in my brain is where I think. Yes. So can you help me, Pastor Joel, or give me any tips or share from your own experience about a way to be able with what we've learned to hear his voice? Or if our listeners want to help other people hear from him, how can they do that? And this is something I'd actually like to do in, in these episodes coming up because we're, you know, uh, surprise, we're going to be doing more of this. Oh, yeah. We're going to be building on top of this foundation, kind of like a mini, a little mini series. And for our Music of Life Church listeners, it's like, hey, hey, everyone, we're going to build off of a foundation to help people hear from God. So with what we've learned so far, how, how would you help someone hear from God? Yeah, and taking your advice to have, without going too far forward, because we are yeah. in the very next episode, we're going to be we're going to be hitting on uh, an in-depth study and, and presentation of, of the thing that will really unpack this for everybody. Yeah. But for now, what I'd say in the context of what we're talking about here, it is getting your words right. And what I would say is this, the words that make up the foundational concepts within your worldview getting those right. And what I mean by getting your words right is getting the right definitions. Okay. So the journey I went on, I was, I was blessed to have some mentors ahead of me who helped give me some of those keywords and the godly definitions to those words that helped me more quickly be able to have a grid or an understanding of who God was, how he speaks, and, you know, really what language he uses. So I was blessed like that. And that's really one of the things you and me are trying to do here, PJ, is give everybody else even a quicker way of what you and I had to go through. Because yeah. at the same time, I was given a lot. I also had to learn a lot, too, on my own. And my own study and, and really I was hungry for the word of God and I read it over and over and over again. And I didn't just read it so I could check a box off saying I've read the Bible this many times. I read it to try to understand it. And that's really, if you look at the, the people that we're impressed with, one of the things I said is, it's people who know they need to understand their Bible better. And that it is, you know, in the Proverbs, we hear a lot of, a lot of encouragement to seek wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. And what I see that is, is if I keep asking why, if I keep asking why, if I keep ask, asking why, it's like I'm a minor with a, what do you call those? The a pickaxe. A pickaxe. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you're going to hit bedrock. Mm. Once you hit bedrock, that's the that's the the truth. That's the underlying principle. 
That's the contextless definition that doesn't contradict anywhere else in the Bible. So that's what, what you do, what you do to get down to those words, what you do to get down to God's words is you, with all your getting, get understanding until you, until you can't ask why anymore, until you get to that definition that doesn't contradict. That was the journey. That's, that's a way of describing the journey I went on. And reading the scriptures and reading the scriptures and reading the scriptures and trying to understand them and understand them and understand them to the point where the mural that was trying to be painted through these 66 different books written by all these different authors over thousands of years, I can see clearly what was really being painted there. I can see the picture clearly in a way that doesn't contradict from beginning to end in a way where I understand what, who Jehovah is, who, who God, the father is, who Jesus is, who the Holy spirit is, how he made man and woman mm-hmm. and how he speaks to us, what he wants from us, what his will is. And I mean, that it's all written in the scriptures. It all depends on how you read it. Nice. There's a right way to read the Bible. So I would say my number one encouragement to the leaders out there when you're trying to help your people is it's important not just to read the Bible, but to read it and to seek to understand it. Nice. And then I'd take a move from you, Pastor Jonathan, and here here would be something I would encourage everybody to do. As you're trying to understand the scriptures, what they mean, every time you run across something that feels wrong the first thing to do is consider how you could be wrong about that and not how the bible could be wrong about it Hmm. because that's really this you know the the game pastor jonathan had us play at our wednesday night services many moons ago Mm -hmm. the hooray i'm wrong again game yeah and it was a competition of like start reading the bible the first one of you who reads something that causes them to feel wrong in an area of their life, some conviction, some confrontation, respond with, hooray, I'm wrong again, and share what you learned. It's trying to help us get this mindset of the sanctification process ought to be a journey that we enjoy because we're getting closer to the Lord through this. Nice. So that would be, that would be my number one thing. Get your definitions to these key words right. I, I really like that. You know, the, the key to helping people hear from God, one of the big keys is to have a positive emotion to being wrong. Like, yeah. wow, that's a, that's really important it, because God's influence is his way is going to be higher than mine. What I'm going to do is it's different. It might even be wrong. And what God wants to do is, is right. Right. And so that's a real, that's a really big deal, a really good tip to help someone be able to hear from God is to go, how do you feel about being wrong? (laughs) You want to go down a road of hearing from God? Let's help you get a good emotion to being wrong. That is great. Yeah. 
because we, you're gonna fu- because every time God speaks, it's gonna be like, ouch, ouch, yeah. ouchie, yeah. ouchie, different than my way, different than my way, different yeah. than my way. It doesn't always mean that you're wrong. It's always sinful, different though. <laughs> but it's always not your way. Yeah. It's always, even with Jesus, where it's like Jesus's way was right and just. Yeah. But he still chose to do things God oh, the yeah. Father's way. What an example, huh? It's it's amazing. Yeah. I would say another key to help people hearing from God with all the stuff that we've learned so far would be to go through restoration. If oh, if yeah. If God is speaking into the word center in our brain and he's a still small voice and he's really quiet, we need to learn how to quiet our brain down. Turn down the volume, right? Yeah. And so that's one of the things that we do through restoration. And by using those principles in our life, it actually helps us have a quieter brain. We think at a quieter level. Yeah. And that quieter level helps us hear from a still small voice. So people who have lots of thoughts, who have very complex, powerful brain. And and what I'm implying is and I'll just I'll just say it <laughs> is um generally women. Yeah. have super powerful, incredible unbelievably powerful brains that I cannot comprehend the speed in which it is going and being used. Right. It's a lot, it's a lot more difficult to get that super powered car, that super powered brain to quiet down. Yep. To go and to hear that still small voice. Whereas, you know, you and me, Pastor Joel, with our one thought with our slow brains, it's a yeah. little bit easier right, right. To, to get down to. It's not because we're better. It's because they're better. Right. It's a, it, right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, yeah. So, you know, the, the effect of all of that is also uh, way different too. So, you right. know, if, if anyway, without, <laughs> without doing a deep dive into that, but what I'll say is, is quieting people's brains and getting to a place where you can hear that still small voice is a process and that is a journey in it and um restoration is a method in which we help people do that as well as what you were saying about the discovering the why and i love it because the journey of hearing from god begins with an i don't know if it's god or if it's not god right i don't know how to do this and that is okay that is is. amazing to go i don't know when god's speaking to me i don't know i don't hear from god perfectly i don't i i do have some doubts about whether or not i'm hearing from god this way or that way but everything that Pastor Joel and I are focused on with ourselves and our people is what is your response to saying, I don't know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what is yeah. your next step after I don't know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm never going to know. So if I can never know the right answer, what's the point? I'm, I don't know. I'm not supposed to know. So I'm off the hook. 
or I don't know, and maybe I can know. Yes. (laughs) Maybe God wants me to know, but wants me to show some actions to go towards him to find out. Maybe he wants to give me what I currently don't know. Search out that answer. Ask for help. There's a lot of different ways you can do that, right? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-mm-mm. Pastor Joel, can we take a look at the three categories of people that when this topic hits the church, how it, how it impacts those three groups, according to in this podcast, their confidence in who they are or what we like to call their yeah. self-esteem. Yeah. So the, the low self-esteem, the people we feel sorry for, it's like the, honestly, it's like the, it's people like the senior pastor that pastor mm-hmm. Tater shared about Oh yeah, people that are trying to prevent themselves from being wrong and have equated hearing from God as being right. And ultimately that's pride, whether they know it or not, these people are taking upon themselves the nature of God as if it's their burden to carry. We feel bad for those people because they're deceived. And we also feel bad because these people often put stumbling blocks in the path of other believers. There's the mid self-esteem people. We understand why they're leaving the church when they do, because not only have they not been given the ability to hear from God, but they end up frustrated because what they're being given is maybe even causing them to have anxiety issues or depression. Mm. Too many thoughts, Mm. too many contradictory answers. That's good. Yeah. I'm leaving the church because it's unhealthy for me to be there. And I, so, you know what that, that ultimately sounds like then is my thought process is louder than ever. And I'm further away from hearing God's still small voice. Mm. And then that's the, the people we're impressed with have a high self-esteem. It's people who don't, who look for areas in their lives where they're wrong, who look to, to understand God and his word more and are actively trying to just get out of his way because these are people who know and really live out this idea that the best version of myself is the one where God's spirit is flowing through me. I love that so much. Here's here's the the high self-esteem in the godly thinking episode mm-hmm. is a person whose greatest compliment you could pay them is after they say or do something, you thank them for hearing from God for you. <laughs> yeah. That's this person's greatest compliment. Is when people recognize that it's God through me when it's God through me. That's awesome. And I love that. I mean, this, you know, the idea of God's ways are not our ways. And the response to wanting to hear from God, to grow in hearing from God, is to go towards God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's to pursue him more, right. not less. 
because something doesn't immediately make sense. Right. And how many people are going, especially today, when something doesn't immediately make sense, they go, it's either not God or we can't know. And then they're, they walk away. They're done. And yeah. they, 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 both results end up with that person serving themselves. Right. Or being, you know, and themselves being their God. Yeah. There's nothing outside of them that directs them in terms right. of what's right or what's wrong. And then they live according to the way that they feel. And feel justified in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're, yeah. we can't know, we're not supposed to know and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, this is, this is really great. Pastor Joel, I'm, I'm excited to get more, uh, to get more information to help us hear from God clearer and help other people hear from God clearer. This is cool. Yes. What is the ultimate answer, Pastor Joel? The ultimate answer? Well, we've been saying it through the entire episode. It's grace. It's the divine influence upon the heart and it's reflection in the life. It's us getting out of God's way. That's what godly thinking is. It's God's thoughts in and through your life. Boom. Nice and simple. Thank you, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.